Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are drivers, start your engines, previewing the start of the NASCAR playoffs. The MLB playoffs are about one month away, checking in on how the regular season might finish up. Our burning sports question, college football style. A big weekend in college football? The Fire Brigade gives you their predictions for week one's biggest games. With that, I give you our chief of our Fire Brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be back here in the studio. It's been out. We've been out a little while, a little hiatus. Uh, but, man, it's exciting to be back. Great time of year. You know, fall's coming. Baseball's heating up. College football, pro football. Man, I'm just so happy to be back in the studio tonight. Absolutely. Same here. It's going to be going to be a good one. We're, yes, we're sir. ready to get yes, into sir. these topics. And, yes, know, sir. Like we said, NASCAR is going to be the first one. On the, Yeah. First out of the box is, uh, you know, the NASCAR playoffs. They just finished the regular season last weekend. Um, and now they've narrowed it down to the 16 top point getters so far, you know. And, again, sitting at the top, uh, you know, his, his championship to lose, Chase Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, four wins, which doubles – everybody else's output and mm-hmm. also 10 top five finishes for this year. So again, like uh, I think last year going in, he was our odds on favorite going in this year, you know, and to me, fellas, I, how can you bet against him right now? I mm-hmm. mean, he's, he's hot, he's young. He's uh, you know, he's been tearing it up all year. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I think this field is uh kind of, kind of a little bit uh, wide open, but you know, like I said, uh, you know, like dad said, we get in the, Getting the season started here this weekend uh, at Darlington, um, Darlington Raceway um, this this weekend, and then uh, just to kind of go through how how the playoffs kind of kind of work, uh, they'll narrow it down by four after you know three races basically every every week, which is, like you said, which is Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of short smaller tracks, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, unless you get a win. Yeah. If you get a win, you automatically move, automatically move on to the next round. But mm-hmm. if you don't get a win, um, everybody's reset to, you know, 3,000 points, and then you get your playoff points added in, mm-hmm. and the bottom four uh, drivers out of that 16 are eliminated. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have a handful of races this – you 2,000, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2,000. Going to get a handful of races here. So, you know, like I said, we're going to get it started here uh, with the Darlington Raceway, then then Kansas, then Bristol um, is kind of the three races we got for the round of 16 before we're narrowed down to 12. And then we'll have, you know, a handful of, of more races. It'll go down to eight and then another handful of races. And we'll be down to the, the final four, if you yeah. will, that'll be competing for that, you know, elusive, uh, you know, NASCAR Cup championship. So And, and, and we'll update, you know, this isn't going to be our last uh, touch on NASCAR here before, you know, we get to that championship game. But yeah, they just eliminate four, you know, that goes from 16 to 12 to eight to the final four, yeah. um, you know, so. Matt, what, what what do you think about this, you know, about the field or, you know, how, how this is going to play out? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting field. It's it's kind of a changing of the guard, per se. You know, a lot of the uh, older guys that have been around for a while, they're not really in, in, the, in the field of 16 here. It's really the young guns that really made a lot of noise this year and started making some names for themselves. Uh, I mean, Looking at all the guys in the field, you got Chase Elliott one. Joey Logano is an older guy there too, but then you got Ross Chastain. He, I mean, he, he's been doing it for a while, but he's really coming on and, and making a name for himself now. Kyle Larson's a younger guy. William Byron, and probably the oldest guy in the field, Denny Hamlin mm-hmm. there. Kevin Harvick. 
Yeah, Kevin Hart's been, been around there. for a while as well. You got Ryan, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick. I mean, all, a lot of these guys have only been in for a couple of years mm-hmm. just racing in the big time. So to yeah. see yeah. see these young guys, uh, you know, making the playoffs, they, they've re- they're really making a name for themselves. I, I kind of thought it was notable on some of the guys that didn't make it mm-hmm. in. You have guys like Martin Truex Jr., uh, Eric Jones, Kurt Busch. And, and, then, and Martin Truex, if I if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he he was up there like normal points wise. He was up towards the top, you know, le- led a lot of laps, and you know was one of the top point getters. But, but never he was, won he a was race. The, he was yeah. The, yeah, he was the last one out um, yeah. when Austin Dillon won the won the race to get in there right. last week at Daytona. Yeah. That that mm-hmm. win sealed his fate to get in and right. sealed sealed Truex's fate out. Yeah, but uh, you know, two other guys that didn't make it and it got. Got to have them questioning and their owners questioning about them. You got Bubba Wallace, who you got to wonder how much longer Michael Jordan's going to stick with him. Jordan mm-hmm. Jordan loves to win. You know he's looking for that elusive championship and right. to have a guy not making the not even not making the playoffs yeah. two years in a row. Right. It, 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 you can't sit well with him. And then you got Brad Keselowski, who didn't make the field. Uh, the three the three Penske drivers this year all made the field. Keselowski chose to leave Penske after last season to mm-hmm. to go to a team that I believe he he is a co owner on, which mm-hmm. you know. I, good for him on that but he might be second guessing it knowing that all the guys from Penske made the playoff and, and he's sitting on the outside looking in this year yeah absolutely yeah you think you talk about you know some of the the youth in this uh you know in this field there's there's four guys that are making their playoff debuts have never you know never made the playoffs have not made mm-hmm. the playoffs and one of those guys you know brought the you know Ross Chastain up there in the you know the third the three spot you know has never made the playoffs before and he's you know sitting third right now in the the kind of the reset point standings. Um, so be interesting to see, you know, a lot of, a lot, you know, I think last year, you know, Kyle Larson, I don't know, he had what almost double digit wins coming mm-hmm. into it. He, you know, was yeah, somewhat blowing everybody. Yeah. Away. Somewhat what we thought, you know, would be the guy that, that would win it all. But now, you know, even, even with chase, you know, chase Elliott sitting there with four wins, which is, you know, double pretty much everybody else. Mm-hmm. Still I still don't right think there, they're, yeah, that there's yeah. really like a, oh, a yeah. clear cut favorite. I think it, yeah, this is, this could be, you know, kind of anybody's, anybody's yeah. game. Um, and with it being such a young field, you know, I don't, I don't know that you can necessarily say experience is even going to come into this right. because, yeah. you know, there, there's so many young guys that it's, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be great for, for the sport of NASCAR. I think so too. Um, I did a, I kind of ran down through there. There's, there's two guys still in the field that are over 40. And mm-hmm. uh, Matt mentioned Denny Hamlin. And then Kevin Harvick's actually 46 years old. Oh, wow. Twice the age of Austin Sendrick. <laughs> He's 23. He's right. the youngest driver. But the, the average age is like 30.4. So even, mm-hmm. even guys like, um, you know, Austin Dillon, who to me still seems like a new guy, he's 32. Oh, wow. So, you know, um, so, you know, Kyle Busch, he's one of the, he's the third, 37 years old, but you know, Kyle Larson's 30. So these guys that we think of new guys really aren't even the new guys. Like I said, you got Austin Sendrick at 23, Mm -hmm. um, William Byron at 24, Tyler Reddick at 26. So, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting. Yeah, some some guys that have been around the sport for a while just have not gotten that yeah. opportunity to, to race in the playoffs that are I finally finally getting their get go. Of came it. in and started racing in the Cup like in nine or two thousand one, I think yeah. was his wow. first. Yeah, so twenty two years. Been doing a long time. Yeah, yeah, and, so. and doing you know a heck of a job. Been pretty pretty consistent through those you know twenty yeah, I think, plus what, years. Three time, four time champion. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. so he'd like to add one more maybe yeah, before well. before he maybe hangs up hangs it up or whatever. So, but yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting one. And like I said, I think with with kind of the wins spread out and you know 
just a a wide body of of people racing for that for that championship. I think it's going to make for you know some interesting races over the next you know several months here. Well, and having some of those those notable guys that didn't make it in, you know, they could make some havoc yeah. to some of these guys too to right, steal right. some wins and make it even harder right. for these Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. I didn't, re- I didn't realize since um, uh, NASCAR kind of introduced this playoff thing, which I think was in 2014 is when they start, started doing a playoff that the guy that has won the championship has also won the final race of the season. Okay. Okay. You know, cause you get down to four guys left, and it's whoever finishes the highest in that final race. Mm-hmm. But since two, since they've started doing this, the guy that's won the that's championship also, was the winner of the final race. Wow, so interesting, you know, going out there and making no bones about it. Right. It's like yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be the proof, and yeah. I'll be the clear cut winner yeah, here. Right. I'm not gonna let I you know anybody. Interesting. Anybody else decide my fate? I'm just yeah, gonna go right. out there. And you you would have thought maybe they'd be racing on points. You know, oh well, I can. I, I can just I can be up. a little more careful right, here, right, but it like, sounds like they're throwing caution to the wind. Yeah, right. And they want you know, to on some of them out. tracks, like, you know, they always talk about the big one. You're better be out front yeah. so you don't get caught up in the big one. Yeah. Sure. Right. You know, back in the back in the middle of the pack when they start going three and four wide. So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'll be watching. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. On to the uh, Major League Baseball. Um, you know, we. We haven't touched on baseball a lot because, you know, we took our time off and I don't know, it just seems like baseball is such a long season, but <laughs> it's really getting interesting now. I think this is, you know, the time, this is when championships are made and legends are made in the fall. So um, we're going to kind of run down. We'll start in the American League, um, leading the American League East. You got the Yankees at 79 and 51. Um, you know, I think obviously they're probably with what, 27, 28 games left, mm-hmm. um, you know, the next closest teams, Tampa Bay, seven games out. Um, who else in that division do you like? Do you, I don't think anybody's going to take take over the the division lead. But who do you like as a wild card coming out of there? I think you got to look at Toronto. They're only eight games out, so I mean, yeah. there is definitely some competition there. Like you said, I think New York's really going to have to kind of kind of have a flub here and, and and lose a lot of games in a row to to lose this lead. So I, I think they're pretty secure there, but right. I, Tampa Bay and Toronto both look good for wild spot, wild card spots. Uh, mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. three now. So right. Right. I, I think both of them actually look pretty good for wild card spots looking right. at what's out there. Yeah, and I think even I mean, it's statistically even the Red Sox are not eliminated even though they're sitting at the bottom of their division. Yeah. They you still got the Orioles. Yeah, the Orioles too. are in the hunt as they're well. They're 11 so, games behind the um, so they're, you know, in the hunt, you know, obviously maybe not in their division to, you know, take the crown there, but definitely a spot you know, with the wild card, like Matt said, they have expanded the playoffs this year. There will be six teams that that get into uh, you know get into the playoffs from the American League and the National League. So obviously, now we, your division winners, your division winners, and then three three wild cards. So it's, it's not like a wild card from each division. It's the three teams with the best record. So, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, theoretically, all three of them could come out. All three all wild cards could come, come out of the same division right, if you right. know if possible. So, but, but you know, sitting up there, I think that to kind of tangle with Tampa Bay and Toronto and the Orioles. You got Seattle out West at 71 and 58. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't think they're going to catch the Astros. No. That's no. leading the American league West at 83 and 47. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, the central, I think the only team that gets in out of the central is, is the winner is the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to be a close race going down the wire. Right. I think between the guardians and the twins, the guardians are up by a game and a half mm-hmm. right now. Oh, uh, I, I put in my notes. I put Indians. I, I can't. I, I, <laughs> I, I keep forgetting. I can't yeah. get there yet. Right. Yeah. I think uh, I heard was listening to on the radio, and within I think the first inning, 
the one guy it was is the game that I was listening to on the radio it was uh it was actually I think the the away the the home team which wasn't the Guardians at the time was their broadcast and and within the first inning the guy you know called Reverted. called called him the Indians <laughs> and so his his you know uh co-host or whatever made fun of him blah 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 and then like within a minute later, seconds, he, he called him the Indians. So I think everybody's got. It's gonna yeah. take a while. It's, it's gonna, gonna take gonna take some time. But and I don't uh, think it's you know no uh, disrespect to any group, but I, it's just they've been the they, they've been yeah. the Indians for so long. Right, it's right. Take a while. But yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely gonna be gonna be interesting in that AL Central. But yeah, I have to agree. Whoever wins the division is the team that's that's making it. And I think that they're just there's going to be too many games against each other, you know, the twins and the guardians or, you know, other, other, you know, decent teams, you know, coming down the stretch here that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be enough to pass, you know, right. those, those couple of teams that are in there in the American league East. So, right, right. but uh, you know, just to kind of run through the wild card. So, you know, if it, if it were to, you know, finish today, our, our three wild card teams in the AL in, in the AL would be Tampa Bay, Seattle and and Toronto would mm -hmm. be those three three right. teams at yeah. the moment but like we said the Twins and the Orioles White Sox and Red Sox are both you know not statistically eliminated yet they are a little bit you know lower games behind but right. the uh, the Twins and the Orioles are kind of three games behind the Blue Jays right now for for that third you know third wild card spot mm -hmm. so it could uh, I, I don't know I, I think guys that that the Twins might I don't know it's going to be interesting because uh Let's kind of looking through some of the schedules and kind of going through and just seeing uh -huh. what team schedules look like. The, the the Twins have 21 games against teams below 500 wow. the rest of this season, where the Blue Jays only have six, and and Tampa Bay only has six games against wow. teams below 500 because. And well, then what's Cleveland's look like? Yeah, Cleveland. I I didn't go through Cleveland at the moment, but I, I would have to. I, I I looking at their schedule. I did look a little bit ahead. It looks a little bit tougher, yeah. so it's it's definitely – and the Twins and the Guardians do play, I think, at least one more series, maybe two, yeah, um, before. That's gonna that's, go so that's going to be – yeah, that's going to be – That's going to decide that division right, right there, so. Which, I mean, majority of those – As it should. Right, yeah, right. Know. Majority of those 21 games that, that the Twins play against, you know, teams, you know, below 500 are against those teams in their own division because right. outside of kind of the – the Guardians and the you know the Twins, it, it, everybody else is you know below oh, 500 right. in that in that division. Yeah, the Royals, so the, 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 White the White Sox, Sox, you know, even though they're you know sub 500, pretty pretty close to 500. You know, right. I still counted that as as below 500 games. But you know, the the Tigers are down there too. So it's going to be interesting. I think I think you know maybe the Twins sneak in there even if they don't win, or you know the Guardians might sneak in there. You know, at the same time, just because the the Toronto you know Toronto and Tampa Bay. They had to play the Yankees several more times here, oh, yeah. and they had to play each other several more times. So it, it's going to be going to be an interesting one. But uh, I, you know, those those are the three teams right now in the I, AL. I came across a stat today that I thought was pretty interesting. To, and I'd heard this part of it before that the Guardians are the youngest team in baseball. Yeah, yeah. Um, but believe it or not, as the youngest team. They have the least amount of strikeouts per game. Yeah, you would think it would be the exact opposite. Yeah, right, you'd you have know, less but, plate discipline. Yeah, right. less less than seven strikeouts, just a little bit less than seven strikeouts a game. So, I I, and I thought that, and I you know to me that that tells me how good a job that you know that coaching staff is doing with those young Terry, players. Terry Francona. From, yeah, from from Tito all the way down. Mm -hmm. You know what what kind of job that they're doing with with that, and I think they're sitting at like. I think eight in uh, team um, 
uh, ERA, mm. you know, so a young squad, you know, to be, to have their, and they've had some injuries in pitching. that pitching yeah. staff too, yeah. that, you know, yeah. some, some normal, you know, starting rotation guys that have been kind of in and out of the lineup mm-hmm. and they've still, you know, managed to, to, to do well right. there, but yeah, uh, man, guardians fans got to be thinking what the team could really be if they'd spend a little more money on the roster, right? Yeah. Let, letting some of these great talents go. I mean, Right. You they, got uh, they, Lindor there with the Mets who's just tearing it up. Right, and, right, absolutely. I mean, you, you see those guys tearing it up everywhere they go, and it's like, man, they could, they could still be on your team. They did they did spend the money, though. They bought, you know, brought back Jose Ramirez. They spent, you know, well over $100 million, you know, to bring him back, and it's, it's, and it's paid And he's proven he's worth it. He's, he's yeah. you know, worth he's every penny. on that team. Um, but we'll see, you know, playoffs, um, you know, what, what happens. But, you know, like I said, if, if the playoffs were to start today, you know, the six teams in the, you know, American League would be – Right now, you'd have the number one seed, Houston Astros, who would have a first-round bye. Then the number two seed, the Yankees, which would also have a first-round bye. Then you got the Guardians as it stands today because they're leading the American League Central at the three seed, going against the number six seed, the Toronto Blue Jays. Then the two other top two uh, wildcard teams will go against each other. That's uh, number four, Williams, Tampa so. Bay Rays, and then number mm-hmm. five, Seattle Mariners. So, oh, well, yeah, the Mariners. That's, that that yeah. would be, you know, who would be playing each other um, if, yeah. if the playoffs were to start start today. But still a lot of baseball. Still, you know, like I said, about a month away here. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the American League. Uh, we want to flip it over now to the to the National League. Yeah, let's, mm-hmm. let's go to the National League. And, it, you know, it's kind of a similar uh, – I don't know, kind of a similar scenario over there. You well, got, the tops are kind of locked up. At right. Yeah, you, right. Got, you got the team out West and the National League West tearing it up, mm-hmm. leading everybody by a long shot. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a good team, a really good team leading the National League East and the Mets. Mm-hmm. And then two gate, you know, two teams there that are um, wild card, wild card teams. And that, and that National League Central game is probably going to just be the whoever wins the division leader yeah. out of there so, and, and the is, cardinals are really starting to pull some distance i mean yeah, they've got they're, six games now right yeah, right walking, yeah so but i mean like colton said there's still a lot of ball to be played mm-hmm. i got some i got some uh stats on the dodgers going when we get past this segment that i, I want to share with you yeah well. absolutely so you know you know like you said the national league east you know it's still a tight battle even for the top spot there in the it's national close. you know the, close. The, the mets are 82 and 48 while the braves are 79 and 51 they're only three, three, games, games back. three games back and you know I, I looked at their schedule i think that they play each other a couple of times so that you know could could prove to be you know who wins that you know wins that division or you know whatnot but yeah. either way one of those two teams is, is going to make it into the make it into the playoffs right, so right. but then you got you know philadelphia the phillies you know hunting for for a spot as well as as up and down of a season as they've had of you know injuries they fired their coach earlier in the mm, season yeah, i was gonna say they, for, they for fig- a team that fired their coach that may be making the playoffs right that's a, that's a long way so to maybe maybe them. that was the right move yeah. i mean yeah. i don't know it, it it you know seemed to pay out now and 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 like i said they've dealt with some injuries you know bryce harper has been in and out of the lineup and that's you know one of their star players but they somehow managed to you know piece stuff together to you know keep themselves in the hunt we'll, we'll see how it how it plays out but uh yeah, if you know the playoffs were to start there in the in the National League, we got you know the number one seed Dodgers with a first round bye. Um, then we got number two uh, New York Mets with a first round bye. Then the number three seed would be that St. Louis Cardinals, who's currently leading the NL Central, going up against the uh, six seed in the San Diego Padres. Then uh, four seed would be the Atlanta Braves, and uh, going up against number five seed Philadelphia Phillies. So little. Yeah little interdivision, you know, play there in, in the wild card if that's how it, you know, how it plays it, out. It, it's interesting. You got 
just like just like in the American League, that that team sit, sitting in second in the East has a better record than the team that's leading the Central. Mm-hmm. Right, so, right, you know. absolutely. And it's gonna be gonna be interesting. I think I think the Brewers could make a push. Maybe not so much, you know, a push to win their division, but at least sneak in there. Maybe in the in the uh, wild card. Yeah, they're only Look, about three games outside the pod. Yeah, right looking now, looking so. at their schedule, they got almost twenty. They got twenty plus games against teams below five hundred. So wow. they they got a real yeah, shot. Some of those are against the Cubs. They'll be all right. <laughs> right, right, and. Uh, <laughs> You know the Padres there with their division being somewhat, somewhat kind of competitive. Obviously, the Dodgers are you know the best team in baseball, and they obviously will have a couple of series probably with them to close out you know close out the season. So it's going to be going to be a tight one, I think, between between the Braves, the Padres, and and even the Phillies. They are you know just a little bit you know above uh, the Padres, so it could be an interesting three team three team race in the in the National League. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, for, yeah. So, do we want to go? Uh, what route you guys want to go? Do you want to pick your winners uh, coming out of the American League and National League yet? Are we ready to start doing that yet? Or yeah, I I, I think we can give a, give a little prediction or yeah, at not? least at least I'm going to make my pitch. Obviously, out of the West is the Dodgers, man. <laughs> and not only because they're you know ten games better at least than even the next closest team, but um. They have a two hundred plus two eighty seven run differential this year, two hundred and eighty seven runs more than their opponents. Yeah. That is just a phenomenal number. Mm-hmm. And to go along with that, they have the best ERA in baseball at mm. two point eight six, yeah. and the best batting at team batting average at two sixty two. I mean, so they're just doing it all. I mean, yeah. all right at all yeah. facets so, of the game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, hard to pick against them. It's, it's going to be real especially tough. when you go into a seven game series. Am I saying that they're going to sweep everybody and you know go? No, through I don't think that's unscathed. The case. No, but. In a seven game, you know, if I'm going seven games. I, I'm trusting the Dodgers are going to get it done in, in a seven game series. Right. You know, and, you know, and going forward too, they're probably going to be able to, um, with the big lead that they have, rest some guys. You know, mm-hmm. going forward, so they can avoid some late season injuries. Right. Um, you know, so I think obviously coming out of the National League for me, it's got it's got to be it's got to be the team from LA there, um, the American League. You know, I think this is a little tighter race. Teams are bunched up a little bit more. Um, I'd like to say that my Cleveland Guardians are going to be the one, but <laughs> yeah. ugh, I'm not even sure they'll make it out of the out of the first out round. Of the first round. But you know, a young team—that's the thing. You can never tell. Yeah, um, all about getting hot at the right time. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think just looking straight record, obviously the Astros aren't there, but I don't know. I, I think to me, I got to go with the Yankees as mm. much as I. I'm not a pinstripe fan. <laughs> um, I got to go with the Yankees. They just seem like a team right now that's just, just I don't know, just the the atmosphere, the the you know the morale or whatever you want to call it on that team right now. Just they really seem to be gelling. Mm-hmm. I think, and uh, I don't know. I just I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a New York Dodgers uh, series. All right, right. going forward, little, little old school baseball. <laughs> yeah, yep. so. yeah. Well, Myself earlier in the year, I said Yankees and Mets, and I, I think I'm going to stick with that right. in, simply just because 
I'm tired of the Dodgers and I'm tired of the Astros. <laughs> it seems like they've been there a yeah. lot lately. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm looking for some new blood. And that, that's crazy to say when I'm talking about the Yankees being <laughs> new right, blood. Right. But it's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. But, you, you know, a team that could also really make some noise is the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh. They have two guys that are vying for the MVP of the National League. Okay. You're their first baseman and their third baseman. Right. Playing great ball this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If those bats stay hot through the playoffs, yeah. really anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. look for the Cardinals to make some noise and possibly make a dark horse there in the the national league yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah Yeah. and i think that they're probably you know maybe us too are discrediting them a little bit you know saying oh they're you know just gonna win their division and that's you know that's how they get in type thing but you know i think they still got a big you know good ball club out there in in, in st louis so you know i think they could be potential dark horse there if they can you know get hot and you know stay Mm -hmm. hot um but for me, I think, uh, you know, nationally, I, I, you know, as much as it kills me to say it, I think the Dodgers are, you know, they're, they're, they're playing great baseball and like, you know, all those, 38, man, all those, like, all those, you know, stats that dad named off, they're just, they're doing something great at every well, part of the they, game. What's their payroll? I mean, yeah, they obviously, <laughs> you know, have a lot of elite level players right. at every position. So, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. You would expect nothing less at this point, but you know, I, I just think that they're yeah going to you know continue the momentum that they have right now and and continue that through the through the playoffs make make it to the World Series in the AL. Then you know I I don't know I, it kills me to say it again, but I think the the Astros are are, are going to be the team they seem to be playing hot um, and I think it could come down to kind of the American League you know finals if you will uh, between the Yankees and the Astros and. The Astros have had the Yankees number they this have. this season over the past, you know, several seasons here. So I just think that, you know, the Astros, when it comes down to head to head, you know, the Yankees are somewhat slumping here coming into the playoffs, but, you know, still still got a really great record. But I just don't think that the Yankees have figured out how to beat beat the Astros. And mm-hmm. if you haven't figured it out by now, yeah. you ain't going to figure it out in the playoffs. Right. So, you know, I, I think that's, you know, it's a whole different level of ball game. So I think. I think the Astros I think it'll be the Astros and the and the Dodgers playing in the in the World Series. All right, very good. Well, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. Uh, you know, pay tribute to our sponsor here, and then uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. One quick commercial there. We're back into some sports. Um, t- this evening, we're going to answer a burning sports question that one of our uh, loyal listeners uh, wrote in to us. Um, he, he did it a little while ago, and we put it off till we started talking about college football, which we're starting, you know, this week with that. And the, the Colton, I'll let you uh, actually read the how the question was worded, and mm-hmm. then, then we'll move forward. And what we'd like to do with this, we'll kind of – give you what our opinion is but for those people that are listening you know uh right back to us hit us back up see if we got it right see if we got it wrong yeah let, uh, us, let us know your thoughts yeah on, let on us know question. your thoughts on it's 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 a, it's a good really good question yeah very very good um here so yeah i'll, I'll read it off so yeah we, we had one of our listeners uh, send us a question here and it the question reads 
what individual college football player would have profited the most from NIL if it would have been around the past 10 or 15 years. So as you all know, you know, now, you know, college players basically can get paid off of their name, name, image, and likeness, um, which has not been around, you know, behind closed doors, it probably has <laughs> been around for, for a long time, but, you know, legally has, has been, you know, has just been, you know, within the last year or two. So it's finally, finally a thing. So, you know, yeah, one of our listeners wanted to know who would have, you know, profited the most if, if that had been around, you know, decades ago, you know, or a decade ago. And, um, you know, I don't know who wants to, wants to get it. Matt, started. we'll let you start us off at this segment. All right. Well, you know, I'm, you all know I'm a big Buckeye fan, so that's that's kind of the route yeah, I no, went. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> and uh, you know, I my my pick was a uh, Terrell Pryor. He's one of the highest rated recruits of all time. He was sought out after by many of the top programs in the country. I, he would have easily got a deal like Quinn Ewers did with the Buckeyes last year. Probably even more with the way he was highly recruited. You know, he would have been pitting all the schools against each other, going to the highest bidder, and then. You know, he was he then played for Ohio State for three full seasons, mm-hmm. was gonna come back for his fourth until he got suspended. And and we all know he got suspended because of what was Tatgate for getting getting paid. Right, right. So, you know, he wasn't he wasn't he, he wasn't afraid to take the money or, right, or, or right. work towards that either. Take so, the money and run. I, I mean, this Good is a, the guy that, you know, he, he did get some money while he was there. And, you know, that ended up costing uh, Jim Trestle his job, and it costed the Buckeyes a chance at a national championship in 2012 when they went undefeated but yeah. couldn't play because right. of the uh, team suspension. So, right. you know, I, I think Pryor would have been right up there because, mm-hmm. like I said, he, he did get some money. That's what he got <laughs> kicked out for. Right. right. I, I think his deals would have been just as high as a lot of these other guys that are getting them now. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Matt. Yeah. I, that's that's very – there's a lot of arguments to be made for that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't disagree with that. Absolutely. Colton? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to stick with the quarterback, and I, I may have uh, painted a little bit outside the lines here because um, – <laughs> You never could color very good. Yeah, yeah. My, my, my person was maybe not the past 10 to 15 years. you got to go back maybe, you know, 20 years here, and, and that's that's another quarterback – um, that that probably set the set the stage for Terrell Pryor, and that is Michael Vick, the quarterback out of Virginia Tech. Okay. Uh, the guy only played two seasons, in, in, you know, in uh, in college football. Um, and in his first game, first ever game as a redshirt freshman, he rushed for three touchdowns. The guy w- was an absolute playmaker with his arm, with his legs. You know, obviously had some legal troubles later in life that you know weren't related to college, but. This guy was was the first QB that you could say to be labeled as a dual threat quarterback, which, you know, set the stage for a lot of, you know, guys down the road. Um, And I think, you know, you can look at, you know, maybe some of the deals he got when he was in the NFL. You know, he had his own shoe. He had his own, you know, his own cleat, which was something that had never been done before Mm -hmm. um, before he 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 accomplished that. So I think some of that stuff could have happened earlier, you know, if, if it had been, you know, legal, yeah, legal would, to do in, in college, he, yeah. he could have set some, you know, got some deals, got, you know, some deals with Nike or, you know, some of the sports, you know, memorabilia type stuff. Um, but the guy, the guy was prolific. I mean, his, his first year, his freshman year led the Hokies to an undefeated season. They lost unfortunately in the BCS national championship game. Um, but Threw for uh, over almost 3,500 yards um, and, and rushed for another almost 1,200 yards in his in his short two seasons um, at, at Virginia Tech. So I think this guy, you know, and, and maybe and the whole reason that he left to go to the NFL early was because he, he he came out and said it. 
I need to get paid. I need, I need to make money to support my family. So if that had happened, you know, in college, maybe he stays at Virginia tech right. a couple more years or at least another year or whatever. Mm -hmm. And who knows what, what, what could have happened then. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think Michael Vick was, was, is my, my pick for this question. All right. Well, I'm staying with a quarterback, but I'm going a lot more recent. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Um, here's the thing. Uh, his ties to Ohio and everybody knows that, you know, the crazy people we have about college football in Ohio and in the Midwest, you know, went to OU. Well, it started at, well, he's from the uh, Athens area. He didn't go to OU, went to Ohio state and then transferred, but you know, he wins the Heisman trophy, wins a national championship. Um, you know, could he, could he cash in on that? I think absolutely. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, you know, and I think he's just an all around good guy. You know, maybe I'm looking at it like too much from sentimental value, but I think, you know, he does have the fourth best selling Jersey of all time, mm -hmm. uh, college Jersey of all time. So, you know, I think that that's a, could be a big part of, you know, some, a sponsor or a, you know, a team or a manufacturer giving him some money, reaching out to him with that. But, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's, a, he's obviously proven that he, he's a quality individual, not just a great, not just a great football player, but, you know, a quality person as well mm -hmm. by the, money and the stuff that he's given back to his to his area so you know and I, I don't know how that would have played out for him you know with the Heisman Trophy and the in the championship coming in his last year mm -hmm. um you know maybe he wouldn't have had time to cash in right like on some of that NIL money you know like some of these guys did that you know played you know beyond you know multiple you know, seasons multiple or, seasons right. but you know, to me, that that's 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 my pick of NIL money, and I don't know. I, there's just too many variables, I think. But I think it was a great question. I really yeah, appreciate I, it. You know, you, I, you know, with Burrow, I gotta wonder, does he ever even leave Ohio State? Had NIL been around, right? They could have paid him to stick around. That's a good around. question. Yeah. You know, and if he stays there, wow. Right. You know, yeah. uh, the, look at you, Ohio State. You know, the athletic boosters in, in, in for the Buckeyes right. are. They, they, they got they infinite got money pockets. Trees, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got deep pockets. Yeah. So yeah, you know who knows? I yeah, mean, it, it, yeah. It, no, it was it was tough to answer this one because I you know was doing a little bit of research. You, you go hundred different ways. Yeah, with it. I mean, I was right. looking at you know there was you know like the top fifty list, and you know I was looking at you know top you know different top fifty lists and things like that, and. I mean, you could have made it uh, uh, obviously a very strong case for any of those guys on that on that fiftieth list. Like you know, even even number fifty, like to me, was like, wow, yeah, that guy was. You well, know, and, and how far back do you go? Because yeah. these guys can start making that money in high school. Right, right. So absolutely. you know, you're you're talking two years of high school and four years of college getting paid nil money. You know, you're. Yeah, right. Well, that, that was another reason I went with Pryor because right. he he was that highly. I mean, absolutely. as a junior, he started that, being recruited. Right, right. Absolutely. I don't I don't remember if Vic had that recruitment coming out. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. He was know. he was a little bit I think late, maybe towards his senior year. Uh -huh. But uh, yeah, there was, and he was kind of an unknown. I don't know, unknown entity at that point because right. obviously you look at recruiting as it is mm -hmm. now, twenty years ago or twenty five years ago. Yeah, it was starting to get to where it is now, but it was nowhere near. It yeah, was more. Right we got to get this guy's tape or we got to send in a tape or, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the digital social media world that we live in now where right. you yeah, can click, yeah, you're click right. one link and you can and find a guy, you know, yeah. see a guy's stats or see a guy's, you know, highlights, highlights. where, mm -hmm. you know, back then it was, yeah, you had to have everything recorded on a, you know, on a tape or on a DVD mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. So a little bit, a little bit different situation to the to get, right person yeah, and to get your name hope out the there. right people see it. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and people had to, 
you know, coaches actually had to make, you know, numerous trips to go see you play because it wasn't as easy as making a click to see, you know, mm -hmm. how this guy looks or, you know, whatever it was, man, we got to go to this guy and we got to see him in person because, you know, the tape maybe not doesn't tell the whole story or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, you definitely could go multiple different routes with this one just because you know the, the the times have changed with like i said with recruiting and social media and all that stuff so it, it uh, the hype video yeah definitely the, definitely yeah. a tough a tough question to answer and like i said you 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 could probably pick uh, we could probably pick three different other guys and make a case for, right. for every those, one of them you know for yeah so hit us back up see how, how see how you think we did give us your thoughts on it i'm sure there's uh our listeners you know uh Got a lot of other thoughts on that. I was encouraged. Colton was telling me that we had like over 5,000 hits on our last episode that we recorded. So we got some people listening. So, you know, hit us up. Colton will tell you how to do that here at the end of our show. But so let's move on. We got uh, five games of the week, college football games of the week uh, coming up. Um, there's some big ones. This is going to be a big, big weekend in fo football mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, can set the tone for a few t teams that, yeah. you know, have some question marks going in. Um, mm -hmm. All right, let's start. Let's start with that Oregon number eleven Oregon at number three Georgia, the defending champs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like Dad said, I mean, I think I think Georgia will be considered the home team, even though this game is at a neutral site. Yeah, they're, they're playing in Atlanta at at the Falcon Stadium. Right. Mercedes you got a team Bend. coming from clear out west, right. traveling a long way. Georgia's, you know, still in Georgia. You know, I don't know, a couple hours away or right. you know whatever. So yeah, they're even though it's not their home stadium, it's still going to be, well be. be lined up with a lot of red and black. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's going to be, you know, a, a, an interesting, um, you know, atmosphere for Oregon. Yeah. Like you said, coming all the way from out West. Uh, so that's, I, I expect some early game jitters, maybe even from both teams, because you know, that Georgia, you know, even they, even though they are the defending, you know, national champions, they're going to look a lot different on that defense, uh -huh. especially on that defensive yeah. side of the ball. Yeah. They, I got that in my notes as well. They, they lost eight starters yeah. on that defense, which, you know, for some teams that would be, oh, my God, we're, what and, are we going to do? Half, over half of those were first round. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, yes. Yeah, and, and, you know, you look at what they did in that championship game, you know, hold, holding uh, Alabama to 18 points. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know, that defense was, you know, was the standout right. last year. They they kind of set the standard in college football last year. So right. to lose eight starters is, yeah. uh, to me, that's a big question. Right. right. And I, I think if you were any other team in the country, you'd say, oh, man, what are we what are we going to do? But Yeah, how are they still ranked third? George, but Georgia's bringing in, you know, another big class, another, you know, group of guys that, you know, yeah, they weren't starters, but they did get, you know, significant playing time, you know, got rotated in and, and in you know, still some big names out there that, probably could have even been, you know, drafted last year, but just chose to, you know, come back and, and try to increase their draft stock. Mm -hmm. So I still think Georgia will be okay, but it will be interesting to see because, you know, like dad said, that Georgia defense, the, the offense didn't have to do much. You know, they just yeah. had to do enough yeah. to, to win games. But I think this year with, with a little bit of a question mark on the defensive side of the ball, can that offense pick up the slack a little bit and, and win Georgia some games? And, uh, I think their offense, yeah, their offense comes back with a lot of Stetson Bennett coming right. back. Right. Yeah. yeah, they got a lot of as much as many starters or as much talent as they lost on the defensive side of the ball. They they brought back quite a bit on the offensive side of the ball, and and so I think a lot of that continuity and consistency mm -hmm. will will help Georgia there. So. It'll be interesting, but what's what's the spread right now on 17 that game? And a yeah, half. yeah, seventeen, seventeen and a half. Georgia's favor, so almost almost wow. three touchdowns there. So it's gonna be gonna be interesting, and I, I think Oregon is a as much as Georgia might be a little bit of a question mark. I think Oregon to me mm -hmm. is, is a major yeah, question yeah. mark. They got 
a new head coach, but has some familiarity with this Georgia squad. He was the defensive coordinator for Georgia last yep, year. So yep. if, if there's a guy that knows that Georgia defense better than anyone, right. it's the head coach of or the Oregon Ducks. Mm-hmm. But they got a new head coach. They're starting to transfer at quarterback. Bo Nix, Bo Nix who also Auburn. has familiarity with that Georgia defense mm-hmm. because he played for Auburn the past several seasons. So, so he's seen him. He's seen him. Maybe he doesn't want to see him again. <laughs> uh, he, he thought he we'll transferred <laughs> he thought he transferred to Oregon so that he'd never have to see him again. But unfortunately game one you get to see that Georgia defense. But I just think, you know, they're they're gonna have to get a lot out of out of him. I mean he's yeah. shown flashes early in his career that he can be, you know, a great quarterback. But I just think Georgia has has too much. They're gonna be somewhat in their own backyard. I still think that they're going to be okay. They still got a lot of playmakers, even on that defensive side of the ball. I, I think Oregon might surprise us a little bit, but I think ultimately Georgia Georgia wins this game. I think they cover the spread. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, right. I, you know, I, I was looking at that spread 17 and a half, and at first, like you said, it, it seems like a lot for mm-hmm. what's essentially a top 10 matchup. But like you said, Oregon's breaking in a new head coach, a new quarterback. And they lost the heart and soul of their defense mm. and cave on Thibodeau to yeah. the NFL mm-hmm. draft. Yeah. So, I mean, right. that, that was a lot for Oregon to lose and that they've got to replace. I know Georgia lost a lot too, but, you know, I, I feel like they returned a little more on offense. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to be a little better on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. And I, I like Colton. I, I like Georgia to win. And, and I think they I think they can cover that 17.5 points. Wow. Play. I don't know, fellas. That's, that's pretty bold. <laughs> um, that, that's a lot of points. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, Oregon is just kind of an unknown. They really didn't finish the last season all that well. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost three of their last five games, and all those were against the only two games they won were against unranked opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I'm not trying to dig at you, Matt, they did beat the Buckeyes they last did. year when they were 15 point dogs right. in that game. Yep, um, yep. And, and, and went into Columbus and yeah. did yeah, that. Yeah, so. and, and, and rushed for 269 yards, just sliced up that Ohio State defense yeah. on but, the ground. And again, everybody sliced up that Buckeye <laughs> yeah. defense last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, you're this, right. I think this um, Georgia defense is a little bit different animal. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> but but are they going to be the defense that we saw last year right. after losing eight starters? Yeah. So I think Georgia gets this game uh, because basically it's a home game for them. But yeah. I, I don't think they cover. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against the spread on this one. Yeah, I just think yeah that Georgia defense from last year, if you if you remember correctly, going into the last week against Alabama, they were giving up nine and a half points <laughs> as as a defense, not even double digit points going into the last week That's of the crazy. season. So I, I think obviously I think the Georgia defense has to take a little bit of a step back, right. but I don't think it it takes enough to you know I, I don't think Oregon has enough in them to 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 really trample this this. Uh, you know, question mark at defense for Georgia. All right, very good. Uh, next game I had written down was uh, number 23, Cincinnati, at number 19, Arkansas. Arkansas, I think, is a, what, six-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. yeah. favorite um, playing at home. They got second-year starter at quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. They averaged 31 points a game last year. Um, uh, Cincinnati has never had to name a starter, per se, since Luke, yeah. Luke Fickle's been down here, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter was a four-year starter. That that's a big shot right there. I 55 think fifty-five wins in his career. Yeah, there at yeah. Cincinnati. yeah, that's, yeah, huge. that's um, you know. But they are returning five starters from their offensive line. Mm-hmm. That, you know mm-hmm. that did a good job of keeping him upright, giving him time to throw. Right. Um, so, and I don't know. I he hasn't. He he knows who his starter is, but he mm-hmm. hasn't named it. You know, mm-hmm. it's either going to be the senior Ben Bryant or sophomore Evan Prater. So. 
I, I look for it to be the senior leadership. I haven't really heard how you know how they're and, and looking at the coaching tree he comes from. I would say it looks yeah. to be the senior leadership yeah, as well. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, so you know there is some question marks I think on there too as well. I mean, first game of the season, who knows? I, I get, I guess. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get bold here. I'm picking Cincinnati in Ooh. the upset. All right. Yeah. Uh, I like I like that. You know, the protection, uh, five starters coming back on your offensive line. You know, you can't replace that. That's mm -hmm. that's huge. So yeah. um, I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to take Cincinnati in the upset over Arkansas. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to go. Not not so fast, my friend. Yeah. I'm going, going with Arkansas on this one. And, you know, it's it's less about Desmond Ritter being gone and more about Sauce Gardner being gone. Mm -hmm. The all world defensive <laughs> cornerback last year didn't give up a touchdown against mm -hmm. him. Yep. I mean, that guy was just phenomenal. You couldn't throw against the kid. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that defense will be near as stout this year. And as the way Arkansas played last year, their their quarterback was dynamic, and he's looking to get even better this year. I, I think Arkansas is just going to be too much to handle for Cincinnati. Yeah, right. absolutely. Well, I hope I hope your analysis there of, of Sauce Gardner uh, plays out for the New York Jets. <laughs> my, my New York Jets, and he, he plays well for them, but uh, – you know, pro football aside, you know, I, I got to agree with Matt. I think I think Arkansas gets it done. I think I think if this game was played on a neutral site, I think I might, you know, maybe favor Cincinnati or, you know, maybe be back and forth a little bit more. But the fact that Cincinnati has to go into SEC country, has to go into Arkansas, you know, Arkansas's kind of somewhat on the up and up. You know, they finished nine and four last year after finishing 2020. They were three and seven, uh, you know, kind of trending in the in the in the right direction. You know, like like Dad said, losing Desmond Ritter that's that's a huge one. And, and on on top of that, they lost six starters on the defense as well. That that's you know that and that defensive unit for for Cincinnati was was pretty solid. Um, you know, not just not just Sauce Gardner, but all those other guys. You know, were were solid for for that Cincinnati defense. You know, obviously Cincinnati coming off a very very great year last year, but. I just think this is this is a good test. Very good, you know, to see mm -hmm. is this the same Cincinnati team from last year. I just think it's going to be a little bit little bit tougher for them. I think Arkansas gets it done. They they cover cover that touchdown spread. And I you think. know, you got to feel kind of bad for Cincinnati. They're starting this year at twenty three. They're really going to even if they go undefeated this year, they could have trouble getting into that top four playoff right. after they proved everything they could possibly prove last year. Yeah, first team outside they, the Power yeah. Five to make it into the you know the playoffs. You, you would have thought they would have started the year with a little more respect than that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that to me, and, I just and, think, but I, I don't throw any punches from Cincinnati by them scheduling this game right. you know yeah. you know right off the yeah, bat here to get it get it started and obviously this, they this schedule make, these games i mean they obviously they got to do everything that they got they got to win out right, basically right. i don't you can't take a loss i don't mm -hmm. think so this could you know very well move them in that direction if yeah. you could beat a quality team right out of they could yeah. easily right out jump of the from 23 yeah, they could absolutely. be you know maybe even close to top 10 you know right. if you know depending on how, yeah, it, how, goes. Yeah, yeah, how it plays out shakes yeah. out so right. we'll see i just think they they carry that momentum going forward so all right, all right next game uh, you got number seven utah coming all the way across the country to play at florida who's unranked utah is ranked seventh um utah is favored by three three points going into the swamp mm -hmm. Absolutely. um you know uh utah's got that one two punch and cameron rising he completed 64 percent of his passes yes last year 20 TDs only five against only five picks and their running back Tavion Thomas had 21 rushing TDs last year. Um, but you know, you flip that around and you got Florida on the other side that 
averaged 460 yards a game, 200 on the ground, and they're de-outsacked their opponents by 23-plus mm-hmm. um, going forward. This, to me, is going to be a tough game, I think, for Utah to come yep. to come down to Florida and win this, even though Florida is not a ranked team. I think they may have had them at, like, 28 mm-hmm. if, they, if they went down that far, I yeah. think I read. But, um, you know, way outside of the top 20. But um, – I don't know. I think a three-point spread on the road. Um, who man, I don't know. I gotta let me listen to you guys. <laughs> Maybe I'll change my mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, like Dad said, you know, Utah, Utah coming off a you know pretty great year. You know, a little bit of a spoiler there at the end. You know, losing in the Rose Bowl to to the Buckeyes, but you know, overall, you know, finished ten and ten and four. And, you know, won the Pac-12, and they bring back you know eight starters on that on that offense on the offensive side of the ball including you know Cameron Rising and, and the running back in uh, Tavion Thomas so good one two punch for the offense we'll see what the defense can do that was obviously the downfall in that in that buckeye game they just you know couldn't score enough points you know they their defense was just giving up it's yards after yards yeah so it was yeah. uh yeah we'll see if they tighten things up you know utah coming in number seven man i did not did not expect that you I know that either. that's I think pretty pretty be. high ranking for them and you know we'll see how it how it plays out but uh you know florida comes in they they're starting a whole new era there in, in florida the, the billy napier year or billy napier era starts in florida he inherits a team that has 13 returning starters both offense and defense so He's not coming in with, you know, totally young or, you know, inexperienced team. He does have quite, you know, quite a bit of people coming back, you know, but, but the question mark at quarterback, he's got, you know, a a sophomore that only started one game last year um, coming in. And this is a big one. Obviously he gets to play at home in his own environment. So that should help calm him down a little bit, but, but, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, another, another tough one. Florida does come into this game with a 32 game home opener winning streak coming into this one. I did read that. But I think Utah just has too much too much talent, too many knowns hmm. compared to Florida's unknowns. I think it could be a tight one, but I think Utah does cover that that tight three point spread. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Vegas got this spread right. I think three points is right where it needs to be. But you know, Utah, like you said, they returned almost their entire offense and almost their entire defense. I believe I read they returned 17 of their 22 total oh, starters wow. from a yeah. year ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, it was a good team a year ago, and they looked to just get even better. We all saw what they did in that Rose Bowl on the offensive side. Right, they right. went up and down the field right. scoring at will. That offense can can get some yards. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that offense is just going to be a little too much for Florida. I think Florida does keep it close, but I, I think Utah on a close one. I, I, like, I like it. I think Utah covers um, – that three-point spread, I, I look for him to win by a touchdown. I think. All so, right. All right. Um, all right. The big one Saturday night. Wow. Uh, number five Notre Dame coming into the shoe against the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Matt, we'll let you get us started <laughs> with this one. Well, we know I don't pick Ohio State games straight up, but I, I will look at the spread. Uh, right now, the Buckeyes are favored by seventeen. Um, you know, I, I think that's a pretty darn large spread for two top five teams going at it on week one of the season. It seems like a lot to me. And with Ohio State still having too many unknowns on this defense, I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, I know the defense coordinator, you know, he says he loves what he's seen in the offseason. New defensive coordinator, new system. But Until you line up. Until I see these guys play it on the field, 
I don't know. I'm still afraid it's going to be the same old thing, and I think this game is going to be a lot closer than 17 points. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Notre Dame covers the spread. I'm not picking a winner, though. Notre Dame covers the spread. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Well, yeah, well, I, I like this. You know, I like it. Um, you know, Ohio State brings back 14 starters, both on offense and, and defense, uh, including, you know, Heisman candidate, you know, QB, C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, mm-hmm. and, and the team leading rusher in Travion Henderson. So, Offense Three, is not going to be a problem. Offense will not be a problem. You know, like Matt said, it's it's going to be did the defense figure out their, you know, woes from, from last season. And, you know, on paper, you would like to say that they did, but you, you don't know until you line up between mm-hmm. the, you know, between the marks there and, and you know, we'll, we'll see how it how it goes. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't know, you know, Notre Dame number five seems a little high for me. I don't, I don't know that they're starting over at quarterback. They're starting over at the head coaching position. Mm -hmm. I just don't know, you know, what, what I'm going to get. And the crazy thing is, is this may not, you know, this, this is a tough game for Notre Dame, but they still got three more tough games on their schedule. Them being an independent, they still play BYU Clemson and USC Mm -hmm. uh, on their schedule. So we're really going to know, is this Notre Dame team either, you know, legit or not, obviously Mm -hmm. right out of the gate here, but, they still have other tests to, to prove, you know, are right. they are they legit? But uh, they're they're starting a sophomore at, at quarterback coming into the shoe, a Tyler night Buckner. game, yeah. night night game in the shoe. Wow, the guy is only thrown for three hundred yards, and and you know he's a little bit of a dual threat. He, he's rushed for almost three hundred yards, you know, with his with his legs. So I think you know that could be a little bit of you know a trick that Ohio State has to has to deal with. But just an inexperienced guy coming into the horseshoe at night. Uh, it the it's gonna be crazy. The atmosphere mm-hmm. is gonna be gonna be wild. Um, I, I just don't know that Notre Dame's gonna be able to get it done. I like Ohio State to win this, and I, I like them to, to be in a blowout. Wow. I think well, a couple of things. I think Notre Dame might have going for them. They their offense kind of turned it up at the end of the season. Their last three games, they averaged forty five points a game, and they are bringing back their leading rusher and Chris Tyree from twenty twenty one. But unfortunately, you know. Ohio State, you know, that, that big play offense, you know, they, they were the first team ever in the Big Ten to have three receivers go over 900 yards last year. Um, they haven't lost a season opener since 1999. Um, yeah, defense was a big question, but I think I think that all that kind of works to works to their advantage. Everybody knows that their offense is clicking. So I think they they had that opportunity where they could focus on their defense to get them where they need to be, you know, a new defensive coordinator. So I think I think they're going to answer some questions on defense. Again, I'm like you guys, um, a number two against a number five, you wouldn't think it would be a 17 point spread, but I think Notre Dame is ranked too high. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're you know getting some love. But uh, I, I look for Ohio State to cover in this game um, easily. So uh, we'll see what happens with that game on, on, on Saturday night. All right. Uh, one game left. It's a Sunday game. Yeah, Sunday uh, night. Yeah, Sunday night game. Uh, I guess they're taking advantage of the NFL not starting until <laughs> the following week. Mm-hmm. So you got Florida State, who actually has already played a game um, uh, against LSU, LSU at LSU and LSU is, you know, since they're the home team, I, I, they're calling this a toss up, but since LSU's home, they're giving them that three points for playing at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got Notre Dame's old coach yep. uh, and Brian Kelly. He'd been at Notre Dame since what, 2009 or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously a, a quality coach, a, as a head coach, he's 
263, 96 and two. I mean, the, the, the guy wins games. Um, there's just not a lot of information that I could dig up on these two teams other than, you know, they're all saying, Oh, Florida state, Florida state. Cause they beat, they won last weekend, 47 to seven, but mm-hmm. they, they played Duquesne. Duquesne. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. how can you even compare? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you can call yeah, compare that to, even though it's his first year at LSU, to a Brian Kelly coach team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think it's going to be going to be an interesting one. Um, you know, and I don't know if you can really say it's an upset per se, but I, I think Florida State will get get it done here. Really? I think, I think they get the get the win here. For me, it comes down to the level of experience. Uh, Florida State brings back 16 starters, both offense and defense, you know, combined on their team, where LSU brings back, you know, I think it was like 11 or 10 or something like that, you know, both offense and defense. So just a little bit more, you know, unknown. And, and, and you know, we still don't know who the starting quarterback for LSU is going to be. Brian Kelly has come out and said he knows who it's going to be, but it's going to be a secret until – Sunday. Um, so it could either be sophomore quarterback um, Garrett Nussmeyer or the Arizona State transfer in Jaden Daniels. Personally, I feel like it's going to be Jaden Daniels. Uh, I, the guy I was concur. the guy was pretty prolific, pretty pretty uh, you know pretty great there at Arizona State. So I think you know he'll he'll be the one that that wins the starting job or at least gets named the starter here in here in week one for LSU. But uh, I just like that experience a little bit more on, on Florida State's side. I think they have a better kind of rushing attack or, you know, a little bit of a dynamic offense for Florida State. LSU, I think, I think uh, you know, loses loses the first game here. And, and, you know, we'll see how the Brian Kelly, you know, era kind of start. Obviously, won't get off to a great start, but we'll see how it progresses through through the season. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm with you, Colton. You know, LSU's breaking in that new coach, new quarterback, whole new system for their team. When Florida State, you know, they, they got a chance to get those jitters out. Like you said, it was just Duquesne, but it was real football. Right, yeah. they, they had a chance to play a game. and, and get somebody that, other than themselves. Right, and get some team camaraderie going right, and, and right. just get getting a feel for really what they have out there. They had three guys rush for over 100 yards in that game. Wow. Like hmm. I said, we all know it was Duquesne, but that's still impressive. Right. And that they had a impre- pretty impressive offensive line. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think Florida State wins this game, and it may be even by a little more than that three-point spread. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's all we got for you tonight, man. It was great to be back in the studio, you know, in the words of the great Steven Tyler, back in the saddle again. So. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, listen to us. Colton's going to tell you how to do that. So, you know, write us in. Give us those burning sports questions. That was a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, we appreciate that. So thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cal, Chief Rob Cal, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And, uh, you know, like Dad said, if you want to hear other topics or, you know, you got a burning sports question, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us on our different social medias. We got an Instagram. Our uh, handle is fired up underscore podcast. Or you can find us over on Facebook if you search for Fired Up, Comma Sports Podcast. So we'd appreciate you guys, you know, sending in some questions. Like Dad said, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate appreciate the question we got there, and uh, you know, hope to see some more more in the future. Um, but as always, you can also head over to our website, which is uh, FiredUp1.Podbean.com. Check out all of our past episodes and just a little bit of information about the show and. If you want to hear a bunch of our old episodes, you can find us, you know, you can find this episode and all of our past episodes on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of. Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Pandora. So pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find our show. So appreciate you guys listening. And as always, stay stay fired up. up.